This episode of EU for Serials contains some graphic content and sensitive subject matter that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Are you for Serials? Hi everyone. Hello. Dating advice for anyone um, out there at the moment, and this is with absolutely zero context, but don't send your asshole <laughs> to people that you don't know and have been speaking to for less than 24 hours. Unsolicited asshole pictures. Without consent. Yeah, that, that's, that's just don't do right. it. Don't be that it's person. Just, it's not okay. It's just so not okay. Oh my God. It's not right. Anyway. Okay. Hi, guys. How are you going? Hey, guys. It's Nicole. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Another episode of Are You the Serials? Oh, what a fucking intro. Serials, <laughs> though. Like, who does that? Who it's... sends the star of their ass? Mm. Not me. I can confirm. I mean,. <laughs> It's not me. Don't, that that sounds like it was one of us who sent a photo like that. No, no, no. We, one, one of us was the recipient. That's all I'm saying. It was one time to the group chat, guys. Okay, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> let it go. Dick pics are bad enough. Oh, oh. dick pics are bad enough. Oh my god. Oh, the, the um, as well. It takes the seedy slug level. Yeah. CD slug. Yeah. I watched a TikTok today and this chick was like, I don't, okay. She's like, okay, I don't understand why guys are holding the end, like the nub, like of their dick. So the bit that's attached to them at the ba- like at the base of their penis, the, the, right? The and base of the shaft. It, yeah, the, that's it. Yeah, the base of the shaft. And they're holding it tight and it's like one end is purple, the other end is white. It doesn't look bigger. You're just strangling the poor thing. It doesn't look good. <laughs> so stop doing it. Ew. Talk about getting it in your headlock. Honestly, Fucking literally. Crap. Look, on this note, we have we, we do actually have a, <laughs> a submission. It's I know we were going to save this, but it's been a while. Um, poor Charlie messaged us back in June. Oh, Charlie, we're oh. so sorry. Charlie, pronouns are he, him, and his. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. Charlie. Charlie asked a girl out on a date. I really want to date this girl and asked her but got no response. It's been five months. Do you think that's too long or should I wait for month six? Charlie, my dear. Do you want me to answer? (laughs) (laughs) Nadine, you are the dating expert right now. No, no, no. No, no, please carry on. You answer that. Look, I think um, we're coming into a new year now. Um, so I'm all for the whole new year, new beginnings, new girl. New year, Wait. new you, Charlie. Wait, this was back in June. So, Charlie, yeah. have have you already made the move? That's the yeah. question. We this would like an update on this. At the end of the day, Charlie, if you got no response and you've been left on red, I would say 100% that that person does not want to go out with you. It's probably not personal either. I just think... Oh, there could be a million and one different reasons. Yeah. But no one yeah. owes you a response. No one owes you an explanation. If you have not received an answer, then you've not received an answer. If you've been left unread and you're unsure if that message has got through, I think the best thing to do would be to approach it in like a face-to-face manner. Yeah. Don't, don't persist with messages. Don't be creepy and about also, it. 
Oh, no, there goes my brain. Oh, good. What was I going to say? Oh, you don't have to chase people. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's... Uh, like, it's okay because they'll be your person for sure. I, th- yeah. I think Charlie just sounds a little bit, like, hung up on them. Sounds like it. More than I'm anything. Hung I'm hung up on you. Anyway, sorry we Charlie's couldn't get that sooner. sitting on the keyboard, yeah. to be honest. But... Charlie yeah. the cat. <laughs> yeah. Nads, did your cat send in the thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now she's mad at me. Look at that. She's mad because oh. we didn't talk about it sooner. How have you guys been? What have you been doing? I have been sitting like a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> My starting to like that term. <laughs> I, I just hear, you, you know, that meme of like sitting on the couch and it has like a prawn curved up. Literally me all week. <laughs> Oh, and how do you feel about that <laughs> therapy? <laughs> and how does that make you feel? <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's my contribution. I feel sore. I'm I'm in a whole world of suffering. Oh, <laughs> is me. But your chiropractor has said, "Come to me twice a week for the next month." Yeah, look, I don't know how I feel about chiropractors, but I'm glad it's helping you. Do you know what? Don't mock it until you try it. I just said I'm glad it's helping you. Every time I've brought up the chiropractor with you, you're like, nah, they're not fucking real. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. This isn't necessarily something that I want to get into on air. Um, But we get into chocolate starfish. Yeah, that's different. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I don't necessarily... I don't necessarily feel like a chiropractor would be beneficial for me, but I'm glad it is helping you. But yeah, you're right on that. I don't think it is because I was the same. I I actually went to make a chiropractor appointment maybe six months ago. Might have been the last time, like five six months ago, and I didn't because I was like, I think that same day I read an article online that was just like, woman dies 24 hours after chiropractor. <laughs> Because she severed a nerve, and I was like, "Well, if that's not my sign, just to let it go." Oh my god! <laughs> um, but even before that, like it was literally the first chiropractic assessment I've had in my life, or adjustment, sorry, that I've had in my life. Yeah, it's actually amazing. Yeah, I agree. Some people swear by it, and at the end of the day, whatever fucking helps you, old girl. Old girl. Old girl. <laughs> She's depressed enough. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> anyway. Oh God. Well, lol. How are you, Geordie? Oh yes. Um. All right. I feel like we, we were talking about it at the start of the week on Monday. I think we're just. It's just such a shit week. I don't know why, but it's just fucking awful. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's no reason for it. It's just a bit shit. No, I agree. It's been one of those weeks where everything just feels when it hasn't been your day. I'll be there. Sorry. No, nah, look, I think it's because we're getting to the end of the year, you know, there's lots to do, lots to catch up on, Christmas to sort organize and sort out. You know what else we need to sort out? What? Someone is going away. You guys know that we've had this planned for a while. Um, my mum and my sister are taking my son to the US. Well, I found out yesterday that the ticket. Oh. <laughs> I found I've, I've known for a couple of weeks. Just saying. Nadine also found out how to Pokemon Go yesterday too, so that was fun. <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> 
I was um I was learning how to play magic, and Nadine was in Kim's Park creating some on her phone. It sounds mm. wonderful. Oh, it was a good night <laughs> last night. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Sorry. we met for lunch today with my mum and my sister, and Kyle found out. And I you just, should just send them the video. He's in proper shock. Oh, I love that moment of realization as well, where he's like, "We're going to," and then you're like, "No, you are," and he's like, "I'm going." <laughs> like, <laughs> and then afterwards he's like. But you're not coming. So who am I going with? <laughs> I just trolled him. Oh. oh, but that's what he says in the video. He's like, "Is this a joke?" It's so funny. It was the cutest thing. So today was a good day for us. That's He's... so sweet. Well, it was his birthday recently. Right? Yeah, on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Thursday. Yeah. And Happy birthday. We accidentally yes. made him wag school on Friday. Oh, that was unintentional. <laughs> Thursday was the last day. Yeah. Apparently it wasn't. Apparently Friday was the last day. And the way we found out is we ran into one of his teachers at the shops. <laughs> oh, so he didn't even like say, he just kept playing along with it. He knew. <laughs> uh, anyway. Whoopsie daisy. I respect that though. That's, yeah. that's... And the Bad Parent Award goes to <laughs> not me, <laughs> not anyone. It was the last day of school. Does it really matter? No, I'm just no they, they watch movies and draw shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The kids don't even show up anyway. Okay, well, let, let's put this into perspective real quickly. I was with you when we picked him up on Thursday. Mm. He brought oh. all of his shit home. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, like, he prepared for this. He, it was like a full heist in his head. Can we also just talk about the way that he went to school on Thursday, the way oh. he was dressed? <laughs> he was a fucking Christmas tree with lights. You need to send Nadine a photo of that. Oh, it was so good. Oh. That was fucking hilarious. Oh, was, that was uh, brilliant. I was telling Kate about that at work today because she's like, oh, what you do during the week? And I was like, oh, this one. I was like, when we picked him up, he was dressed as a tree. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, he was a tree. I've just sent it to the group chat. But so yeah, literally cute. dressed as a Christmas tree. And originally we sent him to school just as the Christmas tree with the fucking star and whatever, but it was his before school care that put the lights on him. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. He looks so little. He's so cute. I will say he he's he gets cheeky. very like cute, cheeky when he's like shocked or like excited about stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, it was fun watching him open his presents. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So what about what about you guys, Cara, Jackie? How'd your day? Uh, day fuck. Um, week. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a week. It was another yeah. week, unfortunately. I feel like I've had a really good week this week. Have you? Yeah, I I've enjoyed the so. training that I've been doing, and obviously, Kyan's birthday, and then today. Yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah, I've had a good week. Oh, it's good. Yeah. We're just oh, all Debbie Downers. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, you guys are all at the frustration yeah. station. So. One one for four is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you when you're listening to this, just know that is it a week or two weeks ago? You're listening to us from the past. Help, guys, my brain hurts. I, I think they're always listening to us from the past, Nads. Are we two episodes deep? No. No, because this is going I... out next Sunday. This Sunday. Wait, no, next Sunday. Uh, we've already got yeah, okay. All right, fine. I'm a dumb bitch. <laughs> Talking of the actual episode, <laughs> Nadine, are you ready for your story? Yeah. What, are you guys what case, what case do you have? Oh, actually, I know what case you have. I am, I've got 
the American Boogie Woman. Ooh. Is that how she's known? Does she dance a lot? Yeah. Boogie Wonderland. <laughs> the same thing. I just pictured that like scene uh, in one of the Scooby-Doo movies where he has like that 70s kind of jumpsuit and the afro on. Do you guys know the one I'm talking about? I've never seen a Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> oh, well, you're missing uh, out. I don't remember. I love Scooby-Doo. It comes like full disco outfit and it makes me very happy. I'll send it in the chat. Yeah, so it's, well, they are known as the American Boogie Woman or the Damsel of Death. Oh. Anyway, so it's about Eileen <gasps> Carol Wernos. Oh, is this Charlie's Theron plays her, doesn't she? Yes, in yes. Monster. Monster. Amazing. She does wow. such a good I mean, I know it's whatever. This is the woman that has the famous like handcuff photograph where she's got a handcuffs on and like Pretending to choke herself. Yeah. Do you know what? This doesn't really interfere with any of the story. Um, But now that you've mentioned Monster, the movie, like during all the research that I was doing, um, I came across a couple of interviews where, like, look, I don't know if all of her life traumas and that led her to it or if she got a lot worse once she was in prison. She was like 100% adamant that the police knew about her crimes after her her first crime that she committed and they let her continue doing what it is that she did, which I won't give in right now, um, because they wanted her to do the act more so that they could sell her story to Hollywood. What? Which really reminds me of one person, Cara, if, (laughs) if you can make the association. Hello? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you listen to the, um, sorry, uh, we had a, look, you can edit this part out, whatever. We had a crazy neighbour. Reminds me very much of her. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so she was, yeah, very much adamant that everyone was against her and that they knew and they let her do it all for a Hollywood script to make money off her. A lot of the time with true crime cases, I've found that it's just like complacent police work with a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got Bundy and Dharma who could have been caught very early on, even um Well, maybe that's why she's even said it. Maybe because she's kind of what what year did um old mate get done? Dharma. Oh, when he like he got caught the first time he But what year did he um, get sent to prison? Do we know? Because maybe she's just seen the others and has gone. Ding, ding, ding. He was was arrested on the 22nd of July, 1991. Oh, wow. Okay. So that doesn't marry this storyline at all. Okay. Ignore. Disregard. Let's get into it and we can discuss. So Eileen, otherwise known as Lee, which you might. Did you just make her sniff your sock? You're an animal. <laughs> You're an way. animal. Sorry. <laughs> 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 you got through half a sentence. That's better than the other guys, okay? Count yourself fucking lucky. Continue. The difference between me and the other guys is that I've got the attention span of a squirrel. So I'm like, oh, did you just do a thing? <laughs> what did you do? I want a part of it. <laughs> You're forever in like puppy dog mode. Yeah, and it's adorable. I'm like 
overly simulated. <laughs> okay, sorry, Nadine. That's okay. Look, it's fine. It's good that we're laughing a bit because it's about to get very dark very quickly. So, ah, oh, good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. So, Eileen was born on the 29th of February, 1956, in Rochester, Michigan. Um, and she definitely did not have the best start in life. Her father was a convicted child molester and was sent to prison a few years after her birth, where he later died by suicide. Her, oh, so, yeah. yeah. It's just straight into dark kind of. Yes. Yeah, okay. But you kind of need to set the, the tone for things to come. So yeah. he wasn't arrested for doing anything with her that we know of, was he? Or was Not it... that we know of. Okay. No. Either way, yeah. it doesn't make it okay in any case, but. Um, but it doesn't get much better from there. So her mum abandoned her and her brother Keith when they were young, um, leaving them with sorry, leaving them in full custody of her grandparents and their children. Oh, so with her aunties and uncles? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I guess. But I don't know if it's by the same relation. Does it still make them auntie and uncle? Yeah, so if she's yeah, with her grandparents, it, it, either way, if it was maternal or paternal. True. If it's the grandparents' children, that would be her aunties and uncles. Yeah, she's fucked. Anyway, yes, you're right. <laughs> it was said by childhood friends that her grandfather beat her and that her grandmother was an alcoholic. So oh, that was man. her early start. Her upbringing was pretty much that. That's so sad. That is really sad. Yeah, it is really sad. And, do you know, like I obviously I did a lot of research, but I also watched a few documentaries and interviews with her. And, like, look, I'm not going to – there's nothing in this world that would make her crimes okay. But there's almost a part where you can see, like, how damaged she is and, like, her pain. Mm. And it is sad, but – so as tragic as her life was up until that point, it pretty much just got worse. So she started trading sex for money and beer and cigarettes at around 11 years old. Oh. So basically prostituting herself at that age. Um, then at 14, she fell pregnant. Um, and with that, so there was a lot of conflicting information well, like a lot of stories basically that I came across. Um, but it said that she was raped by one by one of her grandfather's friends, but there was also oh. speculation that she fell pregnant to her brother Keith, who she had previously mentioned having had sex with um on multiple occasions. Wow. And it was also speculated that um she named her son Keith after him before she was forced to put the child up for adoption. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, so heavy. So thanks for the laughs earlier on. Um so by 15 she was kicked out of home and used prostitution as a way to make money. And then there was a documentary I watched from uh 1992 it was a Dateline interview um when she was on death row. Oh, well I gave it away. <laughs> she was on death row, but you'll find out why if you don't already know. Um, and she said it was also a way that for for her she made friends. So 
when she is reliving that experience, she's remembering it as a period in her life where she was making friends by prostitute, like prostituting herself. Wow. I think there is such a, like, there is quite a big like sisterhood with, you know, like the prostitutes on the streets and that sort of stuff. It's because it's, I don't know if that's what no she was referring to. That's oh. not the understanding that I got. But okay. yes, I hear what you're saying. I was going to say because they oh. tend to, yeah, just look after each other and yeah, well, one would assume at least anyway. But so from there, her brother, her brother Keith, passed away due to esophageal. Esophageal. Is that how you say it? Cancer. Es- esophageal cancer. That one. Thanks, Jack. Just edit me out trying to. Um, <laughs> pronounce it uh, <laughs> in 1976 and by the early 1980s she moved to Florida to work as a prostitute um, so she was quite frequently in trouble with police for prostitution but also other crimes as well so in 1991 they released a summary of her um, police record that included um, felonies and misdemeanors, arrests for illegal possession of a firearm, forgery, assault, and robbery. Wow. Um, her associates and law enforcement personnel often described her as being erratic and easily angered. Um, and a lot of her arrest records um, note that her attitude was poor. So in that same 1992 Dateline interview that I was talking about earlier, she argued that she wasn't actually an angry person. This is kind of what I was saying before, but she argued that she wasn't always an angry person and that she'd only become angry after she was raped by these men who tried to kill her, So, um, which I'll talk about in a moment. Um, and only then she says that she killed him in self-defense. Um, she stated numerous times that she wasn't a serial killer or a murderer and that she was purely trying to protect herself from these men who were trying to hurt her. Sure. Um, And when you watch the interviews, so like it's different on paper or me even explaining it, but when you watch these interviews, it's just just do yourself a favour at some stage, just watch some interviews while she's on death row because it's bizarre. Okay, so in 1986, Wernos began an intense five-year romantic relationship with Tyra Moore who she met at a bar in Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, This relationship ended just before her final arrest in 1991. Eileen's relationship with with Tyra was her second relationship with a woman. As a prostitute, her clients were mainly middle-aged, low-to-middle-class white men. It was during this relationship with, with Moore, Tyra Moore, that she began her killing spree. And it all started with Richard Mallory. Her first victim was found on December 1st, 1989. He was 51-year-old Richard Mallory. He picked up Wernos on Florida's Interstate 75. His body was found by Felicia County deputy, shot multiple times in the chest a few miles from his abandoned car in a section of a secluded forest under a piece of rug. So that's how she left him. Oh, wow. This is the only crime that she originally admitted uh, committing and claimed it was self-defense because he was trying to rape her. Although this was hidden by the prosecution during trial, um, Mallory had a history of sexual violence and crime around his assault, uh, around sexual assault, sorry. Um, He was once convicted of rape in the state of Maryland. 
Once Wernos had killed Mallory, it was believed that this made it easier for her to commit the following murders. So he did have previous for sexual assault. And so uh, her story is plausible. It's plausible, yeah. Mm -hmm. You've got a woman that's had, again, not condoning or saying that it's ever acceptable, but she's got a history of basically trauma, abuse, and then potentially this rapist Mm. has... I was just thinking, I wonder if, you know, this this first case of hers is legitimate, giving her the benefit of the doubt, but yeah. when she, so let's say for all intents and purposes, she didn't have the intent or want to kill anybody at that point, but when she did kill him, the inner monster has then come out, which has given her like a, with no disrespect, saying like a taste how easy. for it. Mm. Yeah, but but then would it go back? Would it go back to the fact that the way she hid and like quote unquote disposed of the body as well? Yeah, and how many times she shot him and everything. Yeah, yeah. Or just releasing all of the years of anger and hurt and destruction yeah. in her life. Yeah, it's mm. messy, and it like obviously this case is like sad that any case happened, but. This one is like as well. So far, it's just very. It's just a shitstorm of like fuckery. Mm. Really, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, obviously, we're not. We can't really psychoanalyze. We're not trained to. But it is very no. interesting. No. Like the motives yeah. and the reasons behind. The thing about her that they actually so America marked her as America's first female serial killer. Yeah. Because of these patterns, so like I guess typically with with women, it's crimes of passion, or I mean that's very like narrow minded as well. But it's kind of factual, right? It's like a yeah. one time thing, or they they murder their their children, or it's like a nurse using their position to like that's typically the kind of crimes that you hear about. It's not mm. this calculated. Anyway, I'll continue, and then everyone can make up their own mind. So David Spears. Her second victim, um, he was found on the 1st of June in 1990. Um, his body was actually found in Citrus County. I don't know where that is in relation to the last body. He was found naked and shot in the torso six times. Wow. He was a 43-year-old construction worker claiming that Spears, so claiming that he attempted to cause any type of harm to her was a tough thing for her to claim because Many people testified that he was actually a good and honest person. Again, there's there's potential there. You don't always know. And people have so many different sides. You know, look mm-hmm. at, for example, Bradley Edwards. Bradley Edwards. Is he the Claremont? Yeah. yeah. Like on one side, you know, they're people that managed to go through society with jobs and whatever else, especially yeah. Bradley Edwards. You know, he was part of like... What was it like little leagues or something? Uh little athletics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But even um the Golden State Killer we covered the other day. Yeah, true. You know, held a job for, you know, in the police force for 10 years and then he was a mechanic for yeah, 17. Just, just because some people know you and say you're a good person doesn't mean you don't do bad things. 100 percent Doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Oh, I think the the most clear cut for that is um Gacy, right? Yeah. yeah. Very true. So the third victim was found only a few days after David was found uh, in Pasco County. He was 40 years old and was shot nine times in the chest and stomach. So already there's a bit of a pattern there. Jesus. 
Many people questioned why he was shot so many times if Wernos was only trying to defend herself. His body was found in a secluded area of a forest, like the previous two cases. She originally stated that this was an act of self-defense, but later admitted that she committed this murder in cold blood. Wow. There is a lot of, I'll continue this story, but there is a lot of back and forth um, while she was on death row as to whether or not it was self-defense or if it was cold-blooded. Troy Burris was found by, so he was the fourth, um, he was found by police in Marion County on the 4th of August in 1990. He was reported missing on the 31st of July in 1990 and his body was already decomposing when it was found. Wow. Um, like the other victims, his body was found in a secluded area near some forest. Uh, furthermore, he was very well liked, said to be hardworking and a respected member of his community. When examined, two gunshot wounds to the torso were found to be the cause of death, uh, and he was 15. Wow. So the next victim was Charles Humphreys, otherwise known as Dick. He was a retired Air Force major and police chief in Florida. He was also a family man, well-respected by his colleagues at work. His body was found in Marion County on September 12th, 1990. Um, he also had multiple gunshot wounds to his torso and head, and his car was later found in Suwanee County. There was actually another nickname for her because all these murders, I think, kind of took place along the same highway. What was it? State Route 75 something? The next one, Peter Symes, probably the one that got her into the most trouble, but he was 65. Uh, he had left Florida for New Jersey in June 1990, and his car was found on July 4th, 1990 in Orange Springs. Um, his body was never found, although a witness told police they saw two women near his car in Orange Springs. During the trial, Wernos continuously denied being responsible for his murder, although there was very strong evidence linking her to the stolen car. Um, similar to the other victims, um, Seams was also said to be a very good person, easygoing and very religious as well. Uh, the seventh victim was Walter Antonio. So he was a 62-year-old man and he was found on November 19th in 1990. Um, he was found partially naked, again, in a secluded area. He had four gunshot wounds to the back and head and his car was found in Brevard County five days later. Um, he was also a police officer on reserves. So there were a few pieces of information that came to light during the investigation that helped in finding out that it was her, obviously. So by November 1990, the potential of a serial highway killer was realised as all the victims were white men between the ages of 41 and 66, all shot with a 22 caliber gun. The bodies and cars were all found separately. Cash was also taken from every one of the victims. However, their wallets were left behind, which is what also led police to the verdict that robbery wasn't the motive for the killings. Interesting. The authorities also later released that they believed one or more women were responsible for these killings, and that's sort of when they started receiving tip-offs about the possible perpetrators. Can I just ask, how yes. did they determine that it was a woman killing them and not a male? 
Look, so there's a part that I'll explain which will kind of summarise it, but maybe it's the assumption, the fact that they're all... I think profilers are very good at what they do. They are, yeah. yeah. Like they've obviously, there's reasons for why they... Maybe they found like where the, the men were naked and maybe they did fucking testing. I don't know what they do in forensics. No, I don't know. So this is Semi going to explain it. So in December... Um, so December 1990s, um, the authorities stated that they believed that there were two women that were some way connected to the killings, even though both of them may not have both been like uh, responsible for the actual murders. Hmm. Uh, they came to this conclusion after a witness came forward about seeing two women driving a car that belonged to Peter Symes. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was the link. They They saw these two women which I'll explain the story in a moment, and then they've linked that murder to other murders and have gone, okay, well, there's definitely a connection here, so it's two women that we're after. Yeah, right. Authorities came to this conclusion after witnesses came forward about seeing two women driving a car that belonged to Peter Symes when it lost control and crashed through a fence. When approached by witnesses and asked if they needed help, the women declined and drove away. They didn't get too far down the road um, before they abandoned the car um, and just left on foot. So paramedics were called out um, after the initial crash and found two women walking down that road. When they were questioned about the accident, um, they declined any knowledge of it. But one of the paramedics on the scene noted that the front of their clothes were wet as if they tried washing something off them. What the hell? Um, After that conversation, they asked for directions towards Daytona Beach before hitching a ride with the next passing car. Later on, so when Peter Symes' car was investigated, they did actually find blood blood stains, which would have explained why both Tyra and Eileen would have had water on their clothes or damp clothing. So after this incident, police released a sketch along with a description which described both Eileen and Tyra. According to Tyra, on December 1st, Eileen had actually admitted to her that she'd shot and killed a man earlier that day. Um, Not long after that, she left, so she just uh, abandoned Eileen. So the other piece of the puzzle for investigators... Bitch. I know, right? But she didn't, like, she didn't call it into the police or anything? No, but there is more that happens. Mm. So, okay, so the other piece of the puzzle that they found during the murder investigations came about where the Volusia County Police discovered items that belonged to Richard Mallory at a local pawn shop um, and the receipt which showed Wernus's, like, her, her thumbprint. She actually did, I didn't end up writing it down, I don't think, because it didn't really seem too relevant to the rest of the story, but she did go by an alias. So I think that alias was also linked to Tyra, but it was her thumbprint. And I think that's how they ended up connecting it all to her. Anyway, police then traced other stolen items from Mallory. um, So from Richard Mallory to her. So there was a camera from his car which was found inside a rented warehouse unit. The key that opened that unit was actually taken from Eileen. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd rented that unit under the alias, which is what I was saying before, so this other name. Police then traced other items from his car to people or uh, pawn shops that Eileen had been in contact with. So the arrest actually took place at the last resort bar, 
um, it's a bikey bar, on January 9th, 1991. A special task force was deployed uh, to engage in her arrest and retrieve any more information uh, from her. There's actually a video that I watched of the arrest, so real footage. Um, so in the surveillance footage, you actually see Eileen coaxed outside with one of the undercover task force men. So he basically invites her outside to have a cigarette, to try to ask her a few more questions. It was pretty much at that point where the police were like, like it's now or never. Like they they were she was under surveillance. That's full on. It's like proper like CSI fucking shit. Like yeah. full on. Yeah. It, the thing that I found so interesting about her crimes is like it started in 1989 and she was arrested in 1991, like January 1991. Like it was a one-year killing spree. So, and the amount of people. So, how many were there? So, seven, seven, seven. people confirmed, in, like confirmed. Yeah, that yeah. we know of in less in than the space of a year. Yeah, and there was a pattern, right? So it was middle-aged white men along the same highway, Crazy. gunshots, like all the same patterns. Anyway, in the the footage. Um, you basically see this guy lure her out. They go out to have a cigarette. Police intervene. So they um, step out and they start uh, putting her. So they pull her aside. They put her in handcuffs. They also go for the decoy as well. So, and he's just, you know, yelling, like, what have I done? I didn't do anything. They're like, give me your ID. Sorry, the decoy is the undercover cop, isn't it? Yeah. yeah sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been watching Chris Hansen's To Catch a Predator, so everyone's a decoy right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's this. I'm just bringing it back to Scooby Doo again. I learned that word because of Scooby Doo. Did you? Yeah, yeah, because um, Scooby had to be a decoy for for these dogs. And it's, it's a long story. Brilliant, brilliant program if you ever watch it. Yeah, I do recommend. <laughs> yeah. It's a little underground show. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's really good. I love Scooby Doo, and I've so, played the game and watched oh, the movie. So good. Sorry about that. <laughs> I just no, I just, you're okay. Important information. So if you can relate something back to Scooby Doo, you should always relate something back to Scooby Doo, and that's the philosophy <laughs> I live by. Or SpongeBob. <laughs> I don't know where I was up to, but yeah, basically, please put her in handcuff. Her in handcuffs. They ask the guy that she's with, so the decoy, um, for his ID, and he starts yelling, you know, like he basically plays along with it so they don't realise that it was all like a cover job. They still, at this point, hadn't really got her to confess to anything. They both get thrown into the back of the paddy wagon. I don't know if that's what they call it in America, but in the back of the police wagon. And he continues to ask, he's like, you know, what are they talking about a warrant for? And they end up having this like heated argument. You can actually watch the footage of that as well. So heated argument in the back of the police wagon um, and she still gives nothing away. So the only thing that the police actually got her for was an outstanding warrant from a 1986 crime. Well, I don't know what you would even call it. So like basically an offense. In, an offense, that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Thank you. Um, for carrying a concealed weapon. Yeah, right. So that's what brought her in. So the day after they arrested her, the police tracked down Tyra um, in Pennsylvania. 
um, who then made a deal with police that in exchange for a confession from Wernos and about her, like information from the case, that she'd be exempt from any punishment for any part that she might have played. Oh, wow. In the crimes. Jeez. They, they must have really wanted her. Yeah, big time. Yeah. So the way that they did that, and again, this is something that you can listen to, but they got over the period of a few days, they got Tyra and Eileen on the phones and she basically got Eileen to confess over the phone uh, to her, wow. not realising obviously that police was listening, but she's just like, you know, I'm so scared. I don't want to go to prison, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you didn't do anything. I did everything. I killed all these people. I won't let them do anything to you, blah, blah, blah. Like she's madly in love with this woman, right? Wow. Yeah, so there was actually six, was it? I don't actually have the number of phone calls. But, yeah, a few phone calls. And, yeah, she'd confessed to all six, well, six of the seven murders on the 16th of January. So a week later she confessed to murders. That's insane. Yeah. So um, she did claim that the murders had all been in self-defence and that Tyra hadn't been at fault for any of them. Um, And it was at that point that, police could charge her with those murders um, in addition to the original crime that she was arrested for. So in 1992, Eileen was convicted of the murder of Richard Mallory and sentenced to death. During a time on death row, she really struggled with it. So in 2001, she petitioned to the Florida Supreme Court um, with her intention to dismiss her legal counsel and basically terminate all pending appeals. Basically with that, so she was sentenced to death row for Richard Mallory, but hadn't been sentenced for the remaining crimes. She just wanted it done. Mm. Um, she didn't want them to fight for her anymore. Well, she was already on death row. Like, Well, that's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, she was She was convinced that while she was on death row that people were messing with her food. And this is what I was saying before, like she started – Again, I don't know what she was like before, but from the interviews while on death row, she was like paranoid. That's right. when she like started to lose it. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like she might have been like that before. I guess we don't know. But yeah, so in that in that petition, she stated, I killed those men. I robbed them as cold as ice. And I do it again too. There's no chance in keeping me alive or anything because I'd kill again. I have hate crawling through my system and I'm so sick of hearing this she's crazy stuff. I've been evaluated so many times. I'm competent, I'm sane, and I'm trying to tell the truth. I'm one who seriously hates human life and would kill again. Wow. So that's how badly she just wanted to be done with it. Yeah. Um. So while her attorneys argued that she wasn't mentally competent to come forward and make a request like that a court appointed panel of psychiatrists um, agreed that she she was actually sane and she did know what she was doing and what she was asking for Eileen was executed at 9 47 a.m on the 9th of October 2002 by lethal injection she declined her last meal and opted for a cup of coffee instead oh her last words were yes I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus. I'll be back June 6th, like the movie, big mothership and all. I'll be back. I'll be back. What? 
Wow. And I assume when she says sailing with the rock, she doesn't mean like Dwayne Johnson on a boat. Definitely I can't imagine not. not. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah. yeah. Holy fucking shit. She was something. It, look, if you get the chance, please just go on YouTube and just watch the interviews with her. It's so fucking Ooh. interesting. Yeah. I, I looked up like a photo of her at the beginning when you yeah. said her name and like I saw like the famous handcuff on. I was like, oh yeah, no, I do, I do know her. I've seen like bits and pieces. Yeah. But like, holy shit, there's like photos from her like school and shit. Like it's Mm. I think it's yeah. interesting because, like, we all know the name. Yes. But honestly, I didn't really know too much about her crimes. No, I didn't yeah, know as much about her crimes either. Yeah. 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 And I knew she was a little bit off the wall, but. Very intense. And, yeah, like you said it perfectly at the start. It is just, like, a heavy thing because it's not a thing where it's like, oh, she started off like this. It was like, no, she went straight into, like, dark shit from birth like from the second the girl was born it was just torment from day one yeah like that's fucked it's really sad yeah she had a really hard life i feel like it's definitely like a nature versus nurture 100 percent case um but yeah like holy shit that's a lot yeah really interesting that, that was really interesting. Nice, nice job. Yeah, thanks. Like, thanks for was... the... Sorry about my speech. <laughs> Nadine, you did great. <laughs> you, you did good, especially considering you're very ill right now and medication stuff. You did really, really well. You say she's currently sniffing a fucking stick of eucalyptus. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a tampon. <laughs> no, I just like to casually <laughs> shove a tampon up my nose. Do you know what? Shoving tampons up your nose is really good for a nosebleed. I'm just that, saying. That's what I was like. Is it like? <laughs> I thought it was okay, speaking there. of tampons, I have two things before we move on to anything else. Two things. I watched a video on TikTok the other day. Lovely. And it was just like, so what do you do if you accidentally slip your tampon into your butthole? Oh, and my God, I saw that one. Who the fuck has ever done that? I mean, who? Girls who maybe have just gotten their period might not know if they don't have the means and the resources to be educated That is the only acceptable reason. As someone who doesn't have a vagina, I feel like the sensation is very different. Yeah, depends how excited you are, really. Yeah. Well, you're not going to be excited when you're bleeding, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Again, depends who you are. And then the second thing, which reminds me of tampon now that you've mentioned it, is I've also seen ads for a drip stick. What's that? Sorry, I just thought of a rip stick. Wait. (laughs) Do you guys want to have guesses? Before you Google it, Jacka Queen. Okay, Um, I won't Google it straight away. Let's all, so on the theme of tampons, like, okay, it's not a tampon, but think about it. It's called a drip stick. What would it be used for? It. To me, is, I so, feel like this is something that people use to suck up leftover sperm. Yeah. <gasps> like a turkey. And they demonstrate though, right? it, but not with obviously real sperm. But it's the most. It had me just. I just can't. Just Google wow. it. Drips. Oh. Waste, waste your life too. Oh, wow. 
Oh, wow. my, oh my god! It kind of looks like a white melody pot. It's a tampon. It's a sponge. It's a tampon. It's a sponge it's for sperm. Basically, yeah, it's a sperm sponge. <laughs> it's a sponge from Bikini Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but oh, it lives in a vagina. That's under the sea. <laughs> the problem with it is that it made me think too much about it. I'm a very visual person. Yeah. It looks like a it looks like Q tip for like a giant ear. Yeah. Mm. On that note, I've also seen a lot of TikTok videos recently where women are asking men um Oh what stuff is. Like, basically so uh, Jordan, I don't know if you can answer this question. Can women pee while they've got a tampon in? Y- yeah. <laughs> Can women swim while they've got a tampon in? Well, I mean, yeah, they can, but they... they sh- but you sink to the like bottom. A... No, you don't sink <laughs> to the bottom. <laughs> Wait, no, don't you have actual, like, swimming bathers and shit that are made for stuff like that? Well, I know there's period underwear. Yeah, right. You know what? You've can... done better than I thought yeah, you would Yeah, you actually really yeah. did. I think that helps being in, like, a, a very I dominant... grew up in a house full of girls. Yeah, a dominant I've female household. grown up around girls, so I'll do better than the average bear. One more question. Can you can women pee with a pad on? Yeah, the pad's taped to the underwear. <laughs> You're a good man. You're a sensible man. <laughs> well, would it, would it, how fucking oh, weird would we it go. be just to have a fucking adhesive thing right on the cooch? Jordan. <laughs> like, it's not a fucking sticker. This is a serious question. When women go to the toilet, should they wipe front to back or back to front? Oh, they should do the, the back to front. Back no. to front? No, no, no. Wait, what, number one or two? Either. Oh, no, no, front to back. <laughs> Good man. If if you got the other way around, it's just going to... you you got a skid mark, then you just got a dirt road at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a dirt track. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. And then if you're not shaved, it's a complete... It's a muddy bush. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, yucky. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As usual, make sure you follow us on Spotify if you want to hear the next episode. Don't forget to rate and review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. You can follow our socials at IE for Serials Podcast and check out our website, www.ieforserials.com. That's it for today, guys. We'll be back next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, bye now. Bye, bye, my lover. Bye. Goodbye, my friend. I love you all.